As you're listening to this podcast, have you ever found yourself struck by a brilliant sales funnel idea, but by the time you finished your laundry or your road trip, you've forgotten what it was? Well, we have a game-changing solution for you. Introducing the Marketing Made Simple Sales Funnel Printable PDF. This is going to be your ultimate companion for organizing and bringing those ideas to life. And the best part? It's absolutely free. To get your hands on this simple and effective resource, head over to storybrand.com slash sales-funnel-plan. It's also in the show notes in case you didn't get all that down. Don't let your light bulb moments fade away as soon as the episode ends. Download the Marketing Made Simple Sales Funnel PDF and finally have a dedicated space to track and transform your ideas into marketing realities. So what are you waiting for? Go to storybrand.com slash sales-funnel-plan or go to the show notes right now and claim your free sales funnel PDF to make your marketing brainstorming easier and more effective. When it comes to generating revenue for your business, your sales force is one of your most important assets. And your sales folks, they aren't just closing deals, they're tracking down leads and forecasting growth, whipping up reports, managing contacts, creating content, crunching numbers, and the list goes on. With Q4 around the corner, there's a better way to win, and it all starts with a new HubSpot sales hub. With HubSpot Sales Hub, your data tools and teams are fully linked inside a smart and highly customizable platform that feels good to use. You'll be able to create a simple streamlined pipeline that helps your team close more deals all in one place. This is gonna help your reps do their tasks more efficiently so they can spend more time on what they do best, connecting with your customers. With Sales Hub, closing deals is no big deal. Try it for yourself at hubspot.com sales. I think a lot of people don't have sales emails. They send out emails that are kind of updating their customers on what's going on in the company, what new products are coming out, staying connected. But a sales email is really designed to move people to action, actually sell. We need to be bold about selling our products. And that's really what this email is. And so Hero Maker, if you're listening and you're like, okay, what should I include in my sales letter? Well, we have a really specific formula that you can follow. Hero Maker, welcome to the Marketing Made Simple podcast powered by StoryBrand and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, where we believe your marketing should be easy and it should work. I am your host, Dr. JJ Peterson, and I am joined by my co-host, April Sunshine Hawkins. Hi, April. Hey, JJ. And hello, Hero Maker. April, we are in our last two episodes of our That Worked series. Yes. Have you loved this series? Oh, my goodness. Hearing story brand success stories are one of my most favorite things, of course. Yes. Um, And then also showcasing the brilliance of our incredible story brand certified guides, some of the best marketers in the world coming on and getting to coach people live as well. I mean, I've been waiting for us to do a series like this. So it's been the best. 
I'm with you. I'm all about celebrating the success. And I think that that really is foundational for StoryBrand. I mean, we built this whole company on the idea that we want to be the guide and our customers are the hero. And so when our customers win, when our heroes win, there is nothing that gets us more excited. In fact, we have entire Slack channels on our work Slack dedicated to customer success. And it's there for nothing else than just to get our employees and our company excited. Like we just all celebrate. We go crazy when somebody succeeds and it is so fun. And so to be able to highlight how some of our guides are helping companies succeed is unbelievable. And then I get so excited for the advice that everybody's been given because they're going to make a lot of money off of this advice. And more importantly, they're going to reach more customers, solve more problems, and help more of their customers win. And they get to be the guide. So it's just this big cir- circle. It's like this big <laughs> That's circle. That's right. That's right. This economy of success, yes. you know, or this ecosystem of success mm-hmm. is so fun. And then it makes your job at the end of the episode really easy because you're giving an actionable step that's just like, a no-brainer. Just like, do this. Yeah, just do <laughs> this thing that this company did. And they saw success. It worked, yeah. right? So, I mean, of course, JJ, we are jumping into our final piece of the Marketing Made Simple framework. So we've been through one-liner. We've been through website. We've been through lead generators and nurture emails. And now we've come to the final fifth element of the Marketing Made Simple framework which is the sales letter. So talk to our hero maker out there listening a little bit. What is a sales letter? When should you use it? And what are kind of the main elements? I love this piece because I think a lot of people don't have sales emails. They send out emails that are kind of updating their customers on what's going on in the company, what new products are coming out, staying connected. But a sales email is really designed to move people to action, actually sell, like pitch a product. And I actually talk about this in my interview today with Wes Gay, that I think for a lot of people, the idea of pitching or pushing a product on people feels a little grimy. And so like to call it a sales email, sometimes like people go, well, I don't want to send sales emails. I don't want to be pushy. First off, we need to get over that concept. We just need to kind of move beyond that. If your product is a good product or your nonprofit is making a difference in the world, you need to get people involved. You need to get people buying the product that will actually solve problems for them. And you need to give people the opportunity to be part of this world changing work. So we need to be bold about selling our products. And that's really what this email is. Now, in the sequence, this is really kind of the last piece of the relationship. The way that the sales funnel works is with your one-liner and your website, you're really helping people build curiosity about your product or service. You're getting them interested. Then with the rest of your website and your nurture emails and your lead generator, you're really enlightening them about your product, allowing them to get to know you on a deeper level. And the sales email really is that asking for a commitment. It's that will you marry me kind of moment of like, let's get in this committed relationship together. So it is the natural progression of a relationship. So after somebody has given you their email address, this is when you should send a sales letter. Now, this can be a part of a whole sequence of different emails that kind of lead up to this moment. Or if you've never sent emails before, start with this letter. 
I see this work all the time, even whenever I'm receiving emails in my inbox, like Priya Parker. I followed her because I'm like, oh, I love her art of gathering work. I I just want to know more about her and and stay connected. And she does a great job of, of nurturing me along. But then every once in a while, she'll drop an online course. And that's when I start receiving her sales campaign. And usually there's like a, hey, this is closing. And at that point, she sends a sales letter that is hitting me hardcore and going, hey, this is going to go away and you should really jump off of the fence and do this thing I actually want you to do that's going to bring you a lot of value in your life. And so Hero Maker out there, if you're listening and you're like, "Okay, what should I include in my sales letter? Well, we have a really specific formula that you can follow. So, JJ, why don't you break it down for them before we jump into your interview with Wes? Well, as everything that we talk about in the marketing world, it all starts with a brand script. So if you have not filled out a brand script, you want to start there. And for everybody who's been listening for a while, you know this, but the brand script is really the tool that we use to create your company message. It helps you create a clear message that positions your customer as the hero and you as the guide. And really, it's just seven different buckets, seven different areas that you create talking points for that help you create a focused message. And if you have not filled out a brand script yet, we actually have an online brand script tool that's free for everybody to use. You can find that at storybrand.com slash SB7. And you can just go online and begin creating talking points that help you create a clear message. So you want to start there, create your brand script. Now that you have your brand script, you actually have all of the talking points to put directly into your sales email. So that's how easy it is to actually write a sales email. Once you've created a brand script, you have everything you need. So we're going to take those pieces and then put it into a sales email. So here is how to start a sales email. You start off the email by identifying the problem that your customers are experiencing. What problem do you solve with this product or service? So you just want to name it. That's section one. It's just one or two sentences that go, most people struggle with this, or we find people who often struggle with this, or just name, moms have a hard time with this, you know, like something, or Father's Day is coming up and you don't know what to give, right? Just name the problem. That's step one. Step two is then talk about the emotional struggle people feel because of that problem. So they're frustrated, they're overwhelmed, they're scattered. You want to just name that problem in the next sentence or two. So start with the problem, then ramp up the problem. Then step three, offer some empathy. All you want to do is say, I get it. I understand because I'm like you. We are like you. We understand this problem. Right after that, step four in the sales email is you want to put in a brief testimony. You want to say something like, hear how Janet struggled with the same problem. And then give a little testimony about how Janet struggled or any of your customers struggled with the specific problem you just mentioned above and then how your product or service solved it. That's really the most powerful piece of opening up a sales email is those four things. Identify the problem your customer is experiencing, ramp it up by talking about their emotional struggle, then offer empathy and a testimony. That kicks it off. If you can do that, that's going to hook the audience. Then you close out the sales email with four more steps. The next step is you introduce your product or service. Talk about your offer. What is the product you want them to buy? 
Right after that, close this section out with a call to action, a link they can click on to buy your product or schedule a call. Then end the email with a little bit of their success. What will they experience once they buy your product or service? Cast a vision for what life can look like. Then do your sign off. And then here's a really important piece. In the PS section, you always want to add a PS to your sales letter. In the PS section, do one more call to action. And if you can make that call to action have a time bound element to it. So like this offer goes away in 30 days or this offer goes away in 24 hours or act now so you don't miss out on the July 4th experience, you know, something like that. If you can include some kind of like countdown that they need to act before this special offer goes away, that is going to increase engagement. So write this down. Start out with a sentence or two that identifies the problem your customers are experiencing. Then talk about their emotional struggle they're experiencing because of that problem. Offer some empathy as their guide. Put in a short testimony. Then explain your offer. What is the product you're trying to offer them? Give a call to action. Write a sentence or two about the success they will experience or other people have experienced once they bought the product and then sign off, then add a PS that includes one more call to action with a time bound offer. Wes, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, JJ. Glad to be here. I wanted to bring you on for a number of different reasons. You've been part of the program for a very long time and have had amazing success for your clients over the years, even starting from the very beginning. I remember <laughs> when you first joined the program right away, you started helping people make a lot of money, um, mm -hmm. specifically with copywriting and sales letters. But your background, which is kind of interesting, used to be in the nonprofit world. And yeah. now you work with a lot of nonprofits. You help a ton of nonprofits and kind of are continue to be an expert in that area, but also work with businesses, huge, huge businesses all over the world. And I'm just curious, coming from the nonprofit space, did you actually struggle moving from that world into a direct, more marketing world and actually writing sales letters? Because I think a lot of people get a little uncomfortable, maybe, mm -hmm. when it comes to actually writing a sales letter that is really going to pitch your product or service. Did you deal with any of that uncomfortableness at all, moving from kind of the nonprofit world into a more direct marketing world? I didn't. And I think the reason for me is the work that I did in nonprofits was a lot of times in front of our audiences and it was communicating via email or sometimes live on stage or with donors. So I had that background and I worked for some guys in some organizations that were really good at knowing how to communicate in a way that drove people to act. So for me, it was an easy shift because I realized while I wasn't raising money, what I was still doing in nonprofits and then and then moving on with StoryBrand, I was asking people to take action on something that I was presenting to them. It was actually easier because on the business side, there's a tangible exchange that happened. <laughs> on nonprofits, I'm trying to sell ideas and feelings. You know, I'm not selling tax deductions, but they get those. <laughs> I'm trying to get people to give to something that they may never be a part of or see. But on the business side, you're asking people to give you money in exchange for a thing they get. So it was an easy shift because I knew how to speak to people in a way that would motivate them to take action. Since then, I've learned a lot of marketers don't know how to do that. They don't know how to speak to people in a way that will actually motivate them to take the action they want to take. 
That's so important because that's really what a sales letter is. And I think sales, quote unquote, has a bad connotation to it. Mm -hmm. Right? There was a survey recently that said that salespeople actually only have, as a career, only have a 3% favorable rating in the public. Like literally 97% of people have an unfavorable <laughs> idea <laughs> of what it means to be a quote unquote salesperson. And so when you call an email a sales email, I think sometimes that we get that like, oh, crap, I'm going to be a vacuum salesman at the door kind of feeling, you know, like that we're pressing people. But the reality is in the nonprofit space or in the for-profit space, what you're doing is you're showing people the action that they should take to make their world and the, the world in general a better place. Yeah, I think with sales letters, we forget what the function is. Right. It is to sell a thing. When you think about what that means, it means writing something that will act as an extension of your sales team. And so if we think of it that way, we think, well, what would a sales team do? What would a great sales team do? What do sales professionals do? How do they think? How do they communicate? How do they lead people to close? Now I start taking that mentality and then I just put it in a document that I write on Google Docs to write a draft. And then I put it into HubSpot or my whatever my platform is so that now my sales letter, which is an extension of my sales team, is operating ideally all the time, kind of clearing the path for my sales team to actually come in and close if they need to or to function as my sales team and close the deal without my team being involved. I love that. And that we say all the time that, you know, emails really act as your sales team while you're sleeping or while your sales team is sleeping. You know, it's always <laughs> selling. And so when it comes to specifically the sales email, kind of like the big kind of main email that really cl either closes out a campaign or starts off a campaign that is used to really kind of move people to action. When you work with your clients, you kind of go through a process with them as far as like beginning to create the, the language for the sales letter. What is that process of creating a sales letter? Well, step one is going to come as a huge surprise to everybody listening. And that is you have to fill out a brand script. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> spoiler. Yes. <laughs> and the reason is I can't overemphasize this enough because if you don't, you are going to allow a million ideas to creep in instead of allowing six, seven, eight, ten things to really take root. One of the things I think I've learned from you over the years, JJ, and being around StoryBrand is we have to get really comfortable with leaving good and great ideas on the cutting room floor so that we can focus on the best ideas, right? We got to edit things down. And the brand script is the easiest way to do it. Something that surprises a lot of people on filling out a brand script and maybe writing a sales letter, it doesn't have to take a long time. You don't need seven days and, you know, weeping and lament and <laughs> a fasting and a silence retreat to figure it out. If it takes you 10 minutes, it takes you 10 minutes. I do it all the time where I'll sometimes take less than five minutes. I just need to organize my thoughts. Once my thoughts are organized, I feel confident where to go next. So the first thing is fill out a brand script, fill out a brand script every time. Fill out a brand script. <laughs> 
Okay, friends, you know here at Marketing Made Simple that we are all about giving you really great tips to help you grow your business. And I am so excited to share this tip with you today, which is you need to be listening to Nudge, which is a podcast hosted by Phil Agnew and is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. This is one of my favorite podcasts because on the Nudge, you actually learn simple evidence-backed tips to help you kick bad habits, get a raise, grow your business, do better in marketing. It really dives into a lot of the psychology and the science behind marketing, which you know that I love. And I was actually on his podcast last December in an episode called The Reason Why Stories Stick in Your Mind, which I will say is fantastic (laughs) because Phil is an amazing host. He also does really cool episodes like Tips for Living a Happier Life According to Science and The Secret Psychology behind movie trailers. It is fantastic. It is fast-paced, but insightful, gives you real-world examples that you can apply, and it's the UK's fastest-growing business podcast. So listen to Nudge wherever you get your podcasts today. And now, back to the show. Once then they fill out the brand script, what really is the next step people should take? So the next thing is you want to write a draft, but not just write a draft. You want to write a draft that's going to drive action. So I talked earlier about nonprofits. Great nonprofits know how to raise money by constantly pushing people to take an action and leading people to the obvious action. People who come to the StoryBrand live stream, you'll get the brand script script, which is a great starting point to kind of kickstart some ideas. One of the things that I'll often tell people to frame up this part is I'll say, imagine you're standing on a stage in a room with a thousand of your ideal customers. And I define ideal customers as think of the the customers you've sold to in the last three years. They were a perfect fit for what you sold. They were easy to sell to, great to work with. They either became a repeat customer or a customer evangelist. If you could fill up your entire pipeline and grow your business with that customer, who is it? And you have three minutes to pitch what you're going to sell. And if people don't buy, your company shuts down forever. (laughs) Right? So much at stake. So much at stake. (laughs) I know. There's no sales. There's no money. Children, your kids have a sad Christmas. I mean, it's a lot at stake here. So with that in mind, take your brand script and start to create the draft. The blinking curse on the blank page scares people to death. I often tell people, Take out your iPhone or your, unfortunately, if you have an Android, I guess Androids can do this. I don't know. <laughs> Apple snob. But record yourself saying it. Walk through the brand script. Be specific with the problem and the pain points. Dive into why you're the guide. Give a clear plan. Land on the call to action. Take that and get it transcribed for, I don't know, 50 cents or a dollar by one of these AI tools. Now you have a draft. And now I can take that and even edit that down further to turn it into your sales email. I love that you said kind of picture yourself standing on a stage talking live. And I love that you said you should actually say it out loud into a recording device. Because I think a lot of people, when they sit down to write or specifically write an email, all of a sudden they start going into like prose. They try to make it poetic (laughs) and they try to use big words and all these things and things that would not sound good or make sense when you say it out loud. 
I always say, read your emails out loud before you send them, <laughs> because if it sounds weird when 100%. you say it out loud, it's going to be weird on paper. And you're so close. We are all so close to our products and services that we start using inside language. We start using big words. We start trying to make things like really clever. And the reality is, be clear. And so when you write this first draft, say it out loud. That is going to help you actually make the message even more clear and more accessible to your customer. Instead of saying things like buy a banana, we say things like procure a yellow elongated fruit. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, mm -hmm. what? <laughs> Just say buy a banana. Yep. <laughs> That's going to sell way more bananas. That is so many more bananas. So people should clarify their message using a brand script, then create a rough draft as if you were standing on a stage and speaking to an audience using that brand script. So using the talking points from the brand script. And then really lastly, what should people do with that once they've created it? Once you've created it, you want to try to edit it down to the writing version of least common denominator. Edit as much as you can. Uh, 150, 200 words, maybe a little bit longer, a little bit shorter. I use the benchmark of it needs to be as short as possible, but as long as necessary. Brevity isn't the goal if we sacrifice clarity. So let's figure out that happy medium. And then you publish, you send, you, you get it in the <laughs> wild, you send it via an email. One of the mistakes I see people make with StoryBrand in general and the sales letter in particular is they only use this sales letter as an email in an automated sequence. You've put in all this effort and all this work, use it in a lot of places. Feel free to reuse it. Send that email directly to people in your pipeline right now who you're trying to close. Use it as a video, as a script that you post on your website and you post on social media. Write it as a LinkedIn post. Feel free to repeat and reuse things like this. It sounds like you put so much effort into because the goal of this document, these words, is to get people to buy. So put it in front of as many people as possible. And then over time, edit. We're putting words on the internet, not getting forehead tattoos. Yes. Right? So you can change it <laughs> with ease. I love that. And you recently were working with a client and you actually did this exact same thing where you created this sales letter and you put it out there. So tell us a little bit about this sales letter that you created and this company and how it worked for them. Yeah, in this case, it was a uh, nonprofit getting ready for their annual fundraiser, their gala, like a lot of nonprofits. One of the things we did when creating the brand script was let's consider the context of our audience. That's a step a lot of people skip is we got to think about who is reading this, what's going on in their world, what are some of the outside factors that may be influencing their mind as they're engaging with our content. In this case, there were other galas happening that same weekend that were bigger, had some celebrity backers. And so we had to figure out if we were going to be successful, what story did we need to tell and to what audience were we telling it to who were most likely to engage? And that was the foundation of how we started our brand script. So once we had a brand script in place, we turned that into a sales letter. The specific way we used it was initially for sponsors. And so we used it for as a quote sponsorship packet that went out before the event, well before the event started to do kind of the initial push to underwrite pieces of the event and all that kind of stuff. But what was interesting is that sales letter we used for the sponsor packet became the foundation for everything else that was created for the campaign. So when we started selling tickets, we tweaked the call to action to go from become a sponsor to buy your ticket. When we would send pre-event emails to sell more tickets, 
we might focus on just the problem portion of the sales letter or the success part of the sales letter and expand that a little bit. When we did a video, the video script was the sales letter. <laughs> I mean, it was we were reusing it over and over in a bunch of different ways because it it allowed us to create kind of this foundation copy that we knew would convert people to become a sponsor to buy tickets. And then we just repurposed it in all the different avenues we needed. And in the end, they raised more money before the event started than they had raised in the entire event the year before. So <laughs> after the event had happened the year before, they still made less money than we did before their event started. After the event was over, they exceeded their overall goal by like 20 or 25%. And then this year, update, we did the, using the same process and 30 days into the promotion and they're four months out from the gala, they're already at 25% of their overall revenue goal. Same process. I love that so much. It, it just gives an example. First off, I love that you're continuing to help nonprofits even and helping for-profits as well, but you're continuing to live out in that world as well. And I love that you can just see very clearly how when you get a clear message, when you put that into a sales email, then you start putting it everywhere else and kind of stay on point with your message, create a clear message, say it over and over and over again everywhere that it works. And it, this is not, I mean, we we hear all the time right now that this is a season of economic uncertainty. It's a season of where people are little are holding on to their money a little bit more. And yet when you create the right message, we still are in a space that people have an opportunity to grow and grow their business and grow their nonprofit when you tell a clear message and you get it in the hands of the right people. That is the power of creating a clear message using a brand script and then actually applying it in a sales letter, being bold and calling people to action, asking them to move towards something that makes their world better and also the world in general better. So Wes, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Your tips for everybody. And then the fact that this, <laughs> this gala blew it out of the water. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to the nonprofit. And keep doing this work. Keep helping people grow their business. Thanks, JJ. Wow. Okay, Hero Maker, now you have permission to actually write an incredible sales email that is going to move your customers to action. And if you still feel stuck trying to figure out how to apply the StoryBrand framework into your marketing, you can hire a StoryBrand certified guide like Wes Gay. Just go to marketingmadesimple.com to hire a guide that will show you how to clarify your message and create marketing that works. All right, Hero Maker, it's time to apply everything you learned with this week's actionable step, a practical step from today's conversation you can immediately use to shape your marketing and clarify your message. You know, these days, there is so much conversation around using AI and chat GPT to create emails and marketing to connect with more customers. And while we are believers in those tools, what we also know is that the best way to connect with customers is with a human touch. In fact, the more emails that get out there that are produced by all these AI tools, the more people are going to really crave human connection. You need to use your sales emails as an opportunity to connect and have a human touch. 
you want to write your sales emails like it's a conversation. You're starting it out with dear friend, right? <laughs> you want to connect with them on a human level. So the way that you can connect with them on a human level is by actually treating the sales email like it is a conversation. So just like Wes talked about in the interview, what I want you to do is after you have created your brand script, I want you to sit down and I want you to pull out a recording device and I want you to begin the process of creating your sales email, but I want you to do it by talking it out loud. Pretend you are having a conversation with a friend who you want to talk about your product or service with. Now, if you need to go back to the beginning of this episode where I really break down the different pieces of a sales email, have that all written down so you can have it in front of you and then just begin the conversation and record it. That's the type of sales email you want to write. You want it to have a human connection that feels like it is reaching out to individuals who actually have this problem that you can help solve. Yes, ChatGPT is great for shortcutting some things, but when it comes to human connection, the best thing you can do is be a human talking to another human. So talk it out, record it, and then use that as your foundation for writing your sales emails. That is going to give you really a competitive advantage in the marketplace because you are going to have that human touch. Research right now is showing that more people are longing for a more personal and human connection. So today's actionable step is use your brand script, use the outline for the sales email to sit down and have a conversation. Pretend like you're having a conversation with somebody sitting in front of you, record it, and then use that as the foundation for your sales email. When you connect with customers and are able to guide your customer to solve their problem by speaking clearly in your sales email about how your product or service solves that problem, you are ultimately helping them be the hero of their own story. You are helping them win. That's what makes you a great guide and that's what makes you a hero maker. That's all for this week's episode of Marketing Made Simple. Thanks so much for listening and believing like us that your marketing should be easy and it should work. Follow Marketing Made Simple wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you found this episode valuable, please rate and review the show, letting us know how these tips are clarifying your message and growing your business. We'll see you next week. Hey, you cannot stop me. You cannot stop me. Go.